Well, what did you call us last time? The deans of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean Jason. Dean, the deans uh, of the of, of greatest school? list university. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember what I said. Yeah, something like that. We've been professors. The, the We've been deans. School. Summa cum laude. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we graduated with. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, your favorite music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. These lists are curated by your hosts. I'm one of them, Jason, and your other host is Eric. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Um, anxious right. to uh, get through these. We're getting close to the top 20. I know. I'm just ready to get into the top 20. It's going to get so good. Yep. Over half of the journey is gone for season one. So uh, we, you know, probably the best scenery on the trip is still to come. Yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yep. So let's get right into it. Our next selection takes us back to 1984. Actually, the next three picks in our list are from 1984 movies. Let's crank up the heat. Coming in at number 22 on the countdown from the film Beverly Hills Cop is The Heat Is On by Glenn Fry. By the numbers. Released in December 1984, The Heat Is On would enter the top 40 on the U.S. Billboard charts in mid-January of 1985 and eventually pass another single from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, The Neutron Dance, in early March of 1985. Oh. It would peak at number two on March 16th, being held out of the top spot by REO Speedwagon's Can't Fight This Feeling. Wow. It would also become an international hit, reaching the top 10 in six other countries. Wow, I didn't, I didn't, that, that's, a, that's surprising actually. It was to me, yeah. Uh, so Glenn Fry told the story of the song in an interview with Tavis Smiley, uh, I think about 10 years ago or so. Uh, he said the uh, Eagles had broken up and it's the middle of the 80s and Irving Ashoff, my manager, calls me up and says, Glenn, you got to come to the screening. We're going to show this movie, this Eddie Murphy movie. It's going to be huge. You've got to get a song in it. Come on over. So I went to the screening. I'm sitting there. We're waiting for the movie to start. And I look over my shoulder, Quincy Jones. Okay, look over my shoulder, Stevie Wonder. I look back <laughs> over here, it's the Pointer Sisters. And I'm sitting there going, I'm dead. There's no way I'm going to get a song on the... You know what? Why is Stevie Wonder at a movie premiere? <laughs> Dude, I was, just, I was like, just thinking that before you said that. <laughs> okay, Glenn. All right. Anyways, let's continue yeah, Glenn's story. Nice. So uh, he's never going to get this song on Beverly Hills Cup. So we watched the movie, the uh, temporary music, and it was fabulous. We laughed, and everybody said the movie's going to be huge, but I never thought I'd get a song in it. So a month or two goes by, then all of a sudden someone says, hey, we're going to send you a song. So if maybe you want to sing it, it's written by these guys, Keith Forsey and Harold Faltermeyer. Man. The guys in uh, Munich that do the Donna Summer records are going to send you something. 
So if you want to sing it, so they sent uh, Glenn the demo, the heat is on. It uh, sounded kind of like of a Huey Lewis thing, the saxophone in it kind of sounded like something I might do. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So I met the guys, I came in, I sang it one day, I played the guitar, did the background vocals the next day. I got a small check, I think 15 grand, and yeah, I had small. a little little Christmas money, and I was happy, unquote. <laughs> so that's the story. 15 grand. Yeah, Christmas money. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's a hell of a Christmas. Um, wow. <laughs> so uh, also part of the reason why Glenn Fry got the song, he had recently signed with MCA Records, which was the company that released the soundtrack. Right. So he mentioned Faltermeyer and Forcey wrote the song. Faltermeyer also provided the keyboards and the bass on the song. Forcey played the drums and sang back up. And producer-songwriter Richie Zito played guitar. Wow. And session musician David Woodward played the saxophone. And Fry himself plays the solo during the song. If you've watched the music video, you know that. Man, what a lineup. But having, having said that, if you do remember the music video, it features a female saxophone player, Beverly Dalkey Smith, I want to say is her name. Uh, and Fry's longtime drummer, Michael Huey, also is featured in the video playing the drums, which I thought was weird. They're brought in for appearances only, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple session musicians that actually did the drums yeah. and the the saxophone that's but, quite a lineup though for that song yeah yeah so i have several fun facts for the song so according to song facts the music video was one of the first to use clips from the actual movie interspersed with the performance huh. so if you watch the music video there's actually uh audio you know with the scenes from the movie so it's you're not just watching but it pumps in the the actual audio too so um one of the first music videos to do that interesting uh, the song, along with Fry's You Belong to the City, which is a great song, yeah. are the highest charting singles peaking at number two of any Eagles as a solo artist. Really? Yeah. So I, I even went over, I looked at Don Henley's page real I quick. Was, that would be the first name that came to my mind was Don Henley. He's had some top 10, never got that high as a solo act. Interesting. So, so Glenn Fry has that honor. And then uh, another fun fact, if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, you might remember that the team adapted the song as its uh, slogan, I guess, during their 1985 playoff push to the World Series. Hmm. Um, so they were using that. And then finally, Glenn Fry was the first choice to record Shakedown for the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. Oh, that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> He said he didn't like the lyrics, and then uh, he came down with laryngitis, so the song was eventually given to Bob Seger. And after the song went number one, Fry called to congratulate Seger, saying, at least we kept the money in Michigan, because they're both from Detroit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that I was another fun I fact that I had not. I can't hear Glenn Fry singing that song. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a Bob Singer song all the way through. It, it is to me, too. But yeah, that, I had not known that he turned it down. Let's get personal. So my personal history with the song dates back to my mom's 45 single collection that I've referenced several times. And I do remember spinning it on my home stereo back in the day. Nice. So that's really the first time I heard it. Never associated with the movie until I saw the movie. I was <laughs> eight years old, of course, when the movie came out, rated R. So it's another one of those that I likely didn't watch for the first time. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I probably watched it as a watered down version on cable in the '90s, but uh, I don't remember specifically going out and you know renting um, the theatrical version. But I, about five years ago is when I finally binged them all. Like all the Beverly Hills Cop movies were on one streaming service, and then I just oh. finally went through. That was the first time I think I've seen them all. Um, but yeah, it's weird how influential the soundtrack was to me as a kid, which you'll hear more about later in the countdown. But despite uh, you know hearing the singles, it, you know on the radio and on MTV, I just never it was it was all about the music and I never connected to the movie until much later in life, but those are the singles and the soundtrack was huge back. Then. Yeah, no, it was. It's, that's true. That's very true. So uh, what's your history with the song? We, uh, well, or a movie. Um, well, I, <laughs> some two friends and I tried to sneak in to see the movie and got kicked out. <laughs> so, cause we were, I mean, we were 14 at the time. And so we were well yeah. under the, well, well under the age, but we got kicked out. So I didn't get to see it until, it came out on probably VHS, uh-huh. but I remember loving this the soundtrack. I mean, the the singles of the like you said were just were on MTV all the time, and they were on the radio all the time. Uh, and this is probably my favorite of all the, of everything on that soundtrack is this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a. I didn't, this is probably how I found out if I if I think really hard about it. this is probably how I found out that Glenn Fry was in another band. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea who the Eagles were at that time, and so huh. I think this is probably how I found it. Oh, Glenn Frey. It's like it's like thinking Paul McCartney wasn't in a band before. We <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I I didn't get this. I I got kicked. That's my history. I got kicked out of the movies. But yeah, uh, I, I love the I love the song now. Yeah, I just saw that um, the movie is now on Pluto TV this month. So I'm I I watched Ooh. part of it. A couple of nights ago, and I'll probably catch the beginning, you know, and yeah. back around like we used to do. Uh, uh, you know, I when love it was Pluto. On like TBS or one of those yeah. stations that played it every weekend. Yeah. The breakdown. So first of all, I love Glenn's vocals. They're very similar in style. At least I liken them to Kenny Loggins, and just his kind of raspiness. He has a, a, a there's a Glenn growl, kind yeah. of like there's a yeah. Kenny growl, you know. Yeah. That you hear it a couple times during the song, but. I really enjoy his vocals and I really like the song structure. I mean, it gives you so many hooks to latch onto throughout the song, you know, beyond the saxophone. Cause that's obviously the main hook and what you probably remember, you know, oh, when, yeah. you're, when you're thinking about the song, but I just like how it starts off. There's that build up, and then it's right into the sax hook. The first thing, then we get a verse, then we get the, Oh, whoa, like the, the pre-chorus, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is very catchy on its own. And then we get a chorus with clapping. I mean, and then we're right back into the sax hook. <laughs> we go There's back. So much going yeah, on. You go back to the pre-chorus and chorus, and then we we don't get a second verse until like three minutes in. <laughs> so it's there's just so much those little hooks that just grab you throughout yeah and then you know we that we get another pre-chorus and then the extended chorus that kind of fades out all that in under four minutes 346 to be exact it's amazing it's a lot you in one can song. just put all of that in three minutes and 46 seconds yeah you know yeah so good um, yeah my favorite part of the song is that last chorus because we get that answer vocal that I just love, you know, Glenn answering himself, really. 
the heat oh, is on. Yeah, he screams yeah. in the background. Yeah, the in the background. Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> are those burning, are those burning, are great. Burning. Yes, yeah. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, I, like I said, there's so much throughout the song that you can latch your ear to. Oh yeah, and just pulls you in. It can be the vocals, it can be the saxophone. It's there's a lot of different things throughout, but so good. Oh yeah, I the. His solo in that song is 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 a scorcher. I mean, it's not it's nothing like you know, it's not uh, you know burning face down the melting. Front. Yeah, <laughs> it's not burning down the fretboard or anything. But it's so tasty. Yes, yeah. and, and it's so fun to play. And uh, it's uh, yeah, I love the solo. I love his voice. His voice in this song and in Smuggler's Blues, he gets that growl going in certain parts. Oh, um, I love Smuggler's Blues. Yeah, and his growl is just, I mean, it fits perfectly with, in both these songs. But uh, yeah, I, and I love that um, the, the the answering vocals at the end of the mm-hmm. song. I, I I actually put, did that. I, I recorded an album, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And one of my uh-huh. songs, I did some of that in the background because of this song. <laughs> and so, nice. uh, yeah, so I love that part. So, yeah. There is a 12-inch version out there, which goes six minutes, and it's fun. It really is more keyboard, but it really solos all of the instruments and tracks. You can really hear the oh, rhythm wow. guitar, the, the synth bass line, especially the organ. I love the, how the organ pops in during the song, too. And then the last chorus is really fun because they drop out everything but the drums and the clapping for really? like the first few lines of the the chorus when he's uh, singing so it just kind of drops everything out uh so it's almost acapella with the drums and the clapping left in it's really good nice I need, to, I need to i need to look this up then it's not like uh you know when we talk about animal where he just extends the song <laughs> for no reason yeah exactly uh it really adds a lot of elements and, and fun stuff to it so nice. I'm, I'm i kind of actually prefer it it's one of the ones i kind of prefer the the extra I'm looking forward minute, to that one then. Two minutes. Yeah. They add into that. So nice. The Heat is On comes in at number 22 for its commercial success and just probably more so for my fandom of Glenn Fry as a solo <laughs> artist. I mean, I really love his solo stuff. Yeah. So for some of the bonus songs this week, I was looking at Spotify and it doesn't have the full Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, which yeah, I really sucks. That earlier. Yeah. There's a couple tracks on there that I do enjoy. I was going to include. There's one called Rock and Roll Me Again by a band called The System. The System. Oh, I really like it, but yeah, not on Spotify. So we will play the song, a song that didn't make our list, probably should have, because it's so catchy and fun. The Neutron Dance yeah. by the Pointer Sisters. So we'll include that this week. And then I am going to include another soundtrack song from Glenn Fry, one of my favorites from the Miami Vice soundtrack also love the episode that he guest starred in uh let's play some smugglers blues, smugglers blues. Yeah. Yes. let's do it oh, oh i love this song. song so spotify premium is always the best way to listen to greatest list because we give we play for you the entire feature song during the show and then our bonus songs we play right after the show so free spotify users still get to hear the songs but just about 30 seconds if you listen to the podcast outside of Spotify, you can still connect with the music. Use those song whip links in our show notes, which will lead you to the places like Apple, Amazon, YouTube to listen or download uh, the songs. And give us our feedback on today's featured song via social media. We hang out on Twitter the most. 
I'm at RD80s. Eric is at Eric underscore Vardaman. If you're listening to the show on the RetroNetwork.com website, you can also leave us a comment there. I do check those. And, of course, stream the episodes. If you just want to open up a browser and start binging, go over to our website. It's greatestlists.transistor.fm, and you can find that link in our show notes as well. So we are back with number 21. Eric is going to take over. Yes. Which is... uh, there's one, there's, this is one of several left in the count that I'm insanely jealous. You <laughs> yes. I've got a very vivid memory of where I watched this next movie. We'll be talking about the oh, first yeah? time nice. back in Excellent. 1984, like I said. So can't yes. wait to talk about it. So thanks for listening to Greatest Lists. Meet us right back here as we continue our season one countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. Hey guys, Eric here. I wanted to let you know about a special offer Spotify is currently running. They're offering three free months of service for new Spotify premium users. This offer is available for new individual and student subscribers. Now, if you're a previous Spotify premium subscriber, don't worry, they're thinking about you too. They're offering previous subscribers three months of service for only $9.99. Now, I know what you're thinking. These guys are getting some kind of kickback from Spotify for this ad. But let me assure you, Jason and I aren't making a cent off of this. We just think the best listening experience for the Greatest List podcast is via Spotify Premium, where you can hear all the songs in their entirety that we talk about during the show. Go to Spotify.com slash premium to take advantage of this special offer. And we'll see you back on the countdown real soon. Hey guys, Eric here. I wanted to let you know about a special offer Spotify is currently running. They're offering three free months of service for new Spotify premium users. This offer is available for new individual and student subscribers. Now, if you're a previous Spotify premium subscriber, don't worry, they're thinking about you too. They're offering previous subscribers three months of service for only $9.99. Now, I know what you're thinking. These guys are getting some kind of kickback from Spotify for this ad. But let me assure you, Jason and I aren't making a cent off of this. We just think the best listening experience for the Greatest List podcast is via Spotify Premium, where you can hear all the songs in their entirety that we talk about during the show. Go to Spotify.com premium to take advantage of this special offer, and we'll see you back on the countdown real soon.